0: Hey, Tommy Waier, and welcome to African Market Explained, uh, a podcast that unlocks African markets using knowledge from experts. And each episode will provide unique view of ecosystem experts on topics around startup and startup investing on the continent. This made-in episode dives into customer retention for tech startups, particularly on how to create habits to drive lifestyle value for customers. And our guest today, who will help us understand the secrets of customer resta- retention, is Olabiyinjo Adeniran. a product product marketing and growth manager who has worked in four white combinator startups, including Kariwise and Bordel, Africa. He's also the author of the growth Handbook: Scaling a Fintech in Nigeria. I will let our guest take over with the introduction from here and tell us a bit about his experience as a growth manager in African tech space. Yes,
1: hi. (laughs) Hi, uh, listeners. I'm excited to be here today. Um, So my name is Ola Benjo. Most people just call me Benjo. Uh, Like Tomiwa has said, uh, I've spent the better part of, I think, over a decade now um, working in different marketing positions for multiple African startups. Um, A bunch of my work centers around product content marketing, as well as growth marketing, uh, which I think is super important in this space, especially because many of the startups are in early stage. Um, Somewhere along the line, I founded a very small um, venture capital firm called Future Africa, um, which basically... Plugged the seed stage gap um, for funding um, with African Startup. Uh, I was I, I joined in 20, or oh, we, we launched in 2019 and I left in February, 2022. Um, and by the, by the end of last year, Future Africa invested, I think over 10 million in over hundred startups. So it was a pretty interesting space to be in. Um, right now I'm back <laughs> to the startup space, uh, working for startups uh, consulting but also uh, taking some full-time opportunities as well. So that's, it's about me. I'm super excited to be here, super excited to talk retention. It's something I'm, I'm always passionate about um, and how to think about you know, customer retention, especially. Thank, Thank you, you very much for sharing.
0: Uh, well, let's get more into the, the today's discussion. Like yeah. like you said, uh, uh, yeah. you, the, the African tech space is a very like interesting space. And then we have many tech founders trying to like build something unique but yeah. uh, they don't prioritize retention when you, you think about the product design. Most of them just assume like, oh, if I get this very good product, this very efficient product, people will use it. And yeah. I think product owners must think about how to create updates that uh, that drive their product or like better increased value for each customers. And yeah. I would like you to talk more about the importance of incorporating retention into products? What exactly is retention for tech startups? How does it fit into their growth strategy?
1: Yes, so retention is a very simple concept. And the concept around retention is that I I want my customers to come back to my business, right? It's very, it's not, I mean, it's complicated to implement, but it's it's simple to describe. I basically want customers that I have, you know, spent money to market to, uh, reached out to whatever it is. I want them to keep using my products. I want them to be coming back to my business. I want them to remember me um, the next time that they want to solve a problem that I have already solved for them, right? I want to be that service they rely on when they want to do whatever it is that takes them to the next um, stage of their career, of their lives, of their daily of their daily lives as well. So um, for me, it's important to, to, to think about that framework um, and there are many ways to do this, right? I think one of the early ways we saw um, tech companies or software companies do this was that they would bundle a license fee so if you downloaded like Microsoft Office for example there was an annual license fee. You could also pay a 5 year license fee. But the point of the license fee was that you paid for that year's version which was the um the updated version of the service, right? And then when it expired at the end of the year you would have to pay another license for the newer version. And we saw that with operating systems, we saw that with like software for computers as well. Some people even do a hardware bundle where um, you buy the hardware one-off, but you have to pay soft, some software or maintenance fees. So all those things were like retention models, right? Ensuring that the customer was continually getting value from the product, but also helping the customer um, provide some value to the business. Now, there are many ways to drive retention today because a lot of things have changed from how um, software is distributed and served, And served, right? It's often self-serve. Um, there's a lot of consumerization that's happening in the software space, so consumers have Consumers use software a lot in their own personal lives and they rely on it. Um, Businesses also do the same. Um, And one way, I think, if we're thinking about retention is automation, right? Um, How can we automate this thing to make it easier for the customer to keep using it without necessarily interacting with our app, right? Or without having to sign into the service. Um, I think one perfect example of this has been in savings and investments globally, where you have all kinds of um, services that help customers to automate their savings, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly. And all. The, a lot of the work is actually done during sign-up, right? But after that, the person can continually get value without even opening the product. And then they open the product when they want to get their money out or they want to sell some investments or something, right? So the thing to think about here is how can I be where the user is when the user needs to take action, right? So that I can make sure that I can provide value for them over time. Another thing I think we've seen is people do this educated content series when you sign up for a product that is very, maybe very highly technical. Um, So recently I was trying to use Salesforce to do something, um, but Salesforce is sending me emails every other day to guide me to use the service better. That's another way to think about retention, right? Somebody has signed up for this, you know, this service probably has never used it before. Probably doesn't even know what it's about. How can I help them to get value? How can I provide um, content? that helps them learn how to use my service or even helps them better understand the industry or the niche that we play in. And then, you know, obviously they use my service, they get value from using my service. And I also get value as a provider or company um, to earn income, right, over a period of time. So retention is basically thinking about what these processes can look like. Um, Depending on what you do or where your product lies in, you know, the user's lives or the businesses life cycle, um, then it will help you to think about how to build these retention processes. The most important thing to think about as you acquire customers is how am I going to keep them? It can be simple things like improving trust. So if you promise that customer support resolves um, issues in one hour, let it be, (laughs) let let the issues be resolved in one hour, not three days, not seven days, right? Simple things like that. improve retention if you're doing kyc how can you make sure the kyc is done faster and better and like people still um people can get value when they do kyc as fast as possible are you going to use another provider are you going to build your own kyc processes and services you know what are the rules around that so it really depends on you know each product but the core remains the same how can I help my customer enjoy this service get value but how can I encourage them to keep coming back to use this service? All right um i think
0: you've mentioned some of the things i wanted to ask but uh, in terms of like you mentioned some potential of re- of, of retention marketing you yeah. know in a startup you given different instances but in terms of a startup that focuses on it and a startup that doesn't focus on it like yeah. how does it change like the potential success how does it reflect in in the growth and if you have a case study that basically explain that uh, to be that makes that clear so that people can know that okay this is generally what people do but this is what you know so a startup with focus with retention marketing i I
1: would try to find an an example but from my from from a lot of my work in vc i've been exposed to many startups i think that one of the um fallacies that happen in early stages you find a very small number of customers who are willing to pay or use your products, and so you tend to assume that you hit product market fit, and so you assume that you know what this is a really good product. This is perfect. This is fine. I'm now going to I'm going to go all out on acquisition, right? Without thinking about how you how you're going to keep or model for the existing customers or even the new customers, right? So it's important we think about. I think what we think about is these repeat activities. What are some repeat activities that happen? If people come to my platform to buy, um. What's the word I can use? They come to my platform to buy cinema tickets. Let's use one example. How often do people buy cinema tickets? Is this a is this an end-of-the-month thing? Is it middle of the week? Does this happen when there's a blockbuster movie? Like um, Across the Spider-Verse is out today. I'm going to go watch it. Like, what are those activities like? And how can I then build product or build engagement around that? Um, I think. Uh, I, I want to see, I want to see if I can find some examples in my inbox. <laughs> I know I gave the examples of Salesforce, but I want to see if I can find some interesting um, African examples. Uh, let me pick Money Points. I don't know if you guys know Money Points by Team Apps. And I think one of the biggest things about Money Points by Team Apps, I've spoken to a lot of people who work there, um, is two things. One is the product works really well, <laughs> so the, the technical quality of the product itself is high and so it means that if i go to a money point agent whatever it is i'm trying to do send money withdraw money um pay bills whatever it is it's likely to succeed which means i'm likely to come back to that money point agent or even if i go somewhere else i'm likely to look out for a money point agent just because of that success rate and that's one way that people build retention right is how how quality is this software enough to withstand all of the things that could happen in a normal day so that I can provide service to my customer. Um, I know that many people like to do MVPs, but I think that the expectations for software in Nigeria right now, from what I know, I would have experienced, is so high that if certain things don't work when you launch, (laughs) people get angry and they never come back. Like There's so many times I see people get mentioned, mention them on Twitter. People are like, no, you can't do, I'm sorry, I can't give you my money. I can't give you my hard end, you know, 20K, 50K, if this thing is not going to work the first time. And so you have to be able to, those gaps and build quality products um that's one example i think money point is a really good example Ope is a very similar example um another example um i can pick from financial services is also i will say paystack um and i remember i remember using this i studied it in school but i remember using paystack for my final year projects and i was very impressed at the the the, the how easy it was to just integrate in a few lines of code it worked with whatever service I was building on. um, My project was in JavaScript. It works fantastically with JavaScript. I remember even showcasing it to some of my lecturers, my supervisor, and they were so mind blown easy it was to integrate. And I think that's done well for the company over time. The easy integration meant that developers who were working for their clients or working for some company or another startup could quickly integrate and start to collect money from customers. And so we can see how that's product quality is a a massive retention flywheel um, beyond whatever other thing somebody else has, right? Just, it works, (laughs) like it just works, right? So it's a massive retention uh, flywheel. Another product I think that really thinks about retention really well is Zapier. Some people call it Zapier, but if you've used Zapier before, um, or if you haven't used it, it helps you automate different things. So let's say I have Google Docs and I use Google Analytics and I use Slack. Like there's, there's a way I can connect these tools together um, so that if maybe I get 20 new customers per day, I want to send a Slack message to my manager or somebody in customer service if something breaks, right? You can set up automations with Zapier. And it's very interesting when you think about Zapier's product itself is that it's the the automation of the product itself makes you have repeat activities. So I remember we were using... um zapier when i was at future africa for some email automations and eventually we had to pay for it because it was successful it was it was working so well that our customer customer base was growing our community was growing and so we had to pay for that too so zapier is making money off our success app right just because we're able to use it to solve one or two um you know gaps in our in our messaging and community engagement strategy at the time so it's important to think about things like that i think automation is one way to think about like how you can build retention into products? How can I make something less stressful for my customer so they don't have to come back to me every day or every time they need something? But also, how does that activity help them to be successful in their own business or their job or their daily life so that this is happening over and over and over again? Um, something else that also comes to mind is the U Version Bible app. Uh, if you're not a Christian, you should actually just check this out. It's a very popular app among Christians. But the U Version Bible app has something called a streak, right? It's had it for a really, really long time. It's probably one of the few apps that I would say invented the concept of streaks. But what that means is, if you read your Bible every day in the app, you get a streak, right? You get the, you get weekly streaks, but you also get daily streaks. And so to encourage the habit of reading your Bible. And maintaining that streak, you have to come back and open the app. And it's a win-win, right? Uh, for the user, the streak goes up. For the user, the, they also build a habit of studying the Bible every day. But for the product, it means that there are people constantly using that product every day. Um, so just thinking about things like that. Um, I know Headspace also has streaks. Um, again, just following the U version model, um, Headspace is a meditation app. So, how can you get how can you put something in designing your product? that encourages people to come back every day. Um, I know that these two products also have notification. So they send you a notification. You can say, I want to be reminded to read my Bible at 11 a.m. Maybe that's when you have your, you go out for your lunch break or 12 p.m. And it will send a notification at that time to remind you to read your Bible. For Headspace, it will remind you to take, you know, a few minutes out to meditate. So those are some things that I've done, I think I've done really well. Um, as opposed to, you know, the MVP model where you have, you know, version one of your products is very scrappy and there's not too much retention baked in. I think that many times people regret um, not spending time to work on, you know, to work on a retention model or to build some retention features in their products. All right. Um, thank you very much. I think you've added, said a lot. And I'm like uh, I think
0: our listeners have learned a lot from what it means to actually have retention in your product and how it, how it looks like in real life. With some of the examples you're giving, which I, I think is quite exhaustive, uh, but if you're gonna go with like one passing sentence, well, what will you say about customer
1: retention for startups in Africa? Like passing sentence. Yeah. Think about it from day one. <laughs> like, <of> course, <laughs> ensure that you're thinking about it, even if you're not going to build it into like your launch version. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to have a model um, that that is that is just well thought out. Yeah.
0: All right. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, it has been enlightening talking to you. And uh, for our listeners, you can always follow Binge on LinkedIn on Binge binjo Daniel. And, uh, yes. yeah, um, I also think he has a newsletter. Uh, what's
1: the name of the newsletter? Yes, so you can find my newsletter at um, digitalmarket.ng digital You'll find, digital like, a link band. to subscribe there, digitalmarketer.ng, yes. Right. I'm also on Twitter at Binge at Perfect.
0: So yes. if you want to hear more, learn more about what Binge is working on, you can always check him on his different channels. And thank don't forget so to much. click the subscribe button so you can receive more unique content on Africa. Thank you so much, Binge. It was nice having you on the podcast. Cheers. Bye. Yes, thank you.